time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, that's right. Hey, I don't know. It just somehow sounds better when she says it as opposed to when I say it. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, please connect on those uh, different sites. You know, Facebook, I've got uh, two ways to connect, but primarily is my official Facebook page, Jeff Kinley Author Speaker. I'd love for you to join the tribe there. And um, also, not just Twitter and Instagram, uh, Jeff Kinley on Twitter and Instagram, but also uh, to be a part of my newsletter. I do about one newsletter a month. And uh, I do all kinds of things from giveaways to updates to free downloads to all this other cool stuff. And if you sign up today, you will get a free book, a free ebook that I've written just for you called By Faith, The Rugged Adventure of Following God. And it just takes you into the raw, you know, dirt and sweat and grime and, you know, Old Testament, New Testament sandals of those men and women who lived it and, uh, who bore the scars of walking with God because sometimes it's an uphill road and uh, it's not always smooth, not always, you know, roses and daisies. Sometimes it's thorns that you walk through when you're following God. So um, anyway, uh, get a free copy of that, uh, of that ebook for yourself. Hey, today I'm talking about uh, this question here. Can the devil read your thoughts? I mean, can the devil read your mind? I mean, can he, can he know what you're thinking? I mean, what's what's the deal with that? I mean, how how do we how do we approach this whole idea of of this of this devil? I mean, you know, first of all, is there a real devil? Is there a real Satan? Well, the Bible says that there is, that there's a real spiritual entity uh, called Satan, and I won't get into <clears throat> you know a ton of of detail on this thing right now, but the Bible teaches that Satan was uh, most likely an uh, an angel of the uh, of the cherubim uh, class and uh, of angels and we think that he was very in close proximity to the throne of god uh, early on in creation and um, ezekiel 28 and isaiah 14 tells us about his fall and how he fell from heaven how he was booted from heaven because of his pride and because of his desire to want to be god and, you know, if there's, if there's one thing, if there's one, you know, kind of when you see through the fog of culture and what's going on, you know, with all the, um, you know, the sin of our day, the one thing that really rises up is that we, more than anything else, we want to be our own God. We want to be like God. We want to be able to call all our own shots, do whatever we want to do without any consequence, if I want to make up a new gender of myself or, you know, go live a certain lifestyle, who are you to tell me that I shouldn't do that or can't do that or whatever? Don't tell me how to run my body. Uh, don't tell me what I could do with my body. You know, all these rights that we proclaim today, guess what? It's all about being your own God. We worship ourselves. And that, my friends, is the original sin. That's the original sin. And that's what Satan did. He wanted worship. He wanted to call his own shots. He didn't want God telling him what to do anymore. And, uh, you know, that's that's why he got booted up. That's why he's the devil. And the word devil just simply means adversary. Uh, but Satan is a great deceiver. And, and Scripture tells us that he has, in Ephesians 6, that he has schemes, that he has plans, he has strategies to 
to do basically three things to you. This is his overall, you know, vision, okay, for your life. You know, there was once a, 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 there still is, a little Christian booklet called The Four Spiritual Laws, and it begins by saying God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Well, guess what? Satan hates you and has a horrible plan for your life. And that plan involves three basic things. To steal from you, to kill you, and to destroy you. Steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what Jesus said the thief does in John 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy in John 10, 10. But he says, but I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So, okay, so how does Satan steal, kill, and destroy? Well, one of the ways he does that is through lying to us. And, you know, we have this fear, you know, Christians kind of have this fear of, of the devil, you know, oh, the devil, you know, and I saw a movie one time where these uh, people uh, went to hell and in hell, there were all these uh, demons walking around with pitchforks sort of goading them toward the, uh, toward the fire, you know, and in the fire, there was the devil and he was reigning over hell and that kind of thing. You know, that, that, that is nothing but absolute fabricated myth. There is zero evidence of that in the Bible. In fact, demons are confined, the, the ones that are not locked by themselves into a, to an abyss right now. Some demons are locked away right now. But most of the demons are roaming the earth. And that's why Peter tells us in 1 Peter, says, Satan is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's going to and fro across the earth seeking to devour like a lion. Steal, kill, and destroy, right? And that's what his demons are doing as well. So Satan is not ruling over hell. His demons are not even in hell ruling there. In fact, he'll never rule over hell. God is the one that rules over hell. And the Bible tells us that one day God is going to cast Satan into the lake of fire. And he's not going to be ruling there. He's going to be tormented there forever. So back to who Satan is. So he, he is a deceiver. And um, one of the things that he does is that he lies to us. So, so the question then becomes, well, how does, he know to, how does he know how to lie to us? I mean, can he, can he read my thoughts? Does he know what I'm thinking? Should I always just pray silently and never pray out loud? So, he you know, or can he even hear those thoughts too? All right, here's the deal. Satan is a limited being. He's true. He's a supernatural being. He's a very powerful uh, fallen angel. But nevertheless, his knowledge is limited. He does not possess what, the, what, what theologians call omniscience, omni meaning all, science meaning knowledge, all knowledge. Satan does not possess all knowledge. So he cannot, by definition, know the thoughts we are thinking, okay? Only God knows that. Only the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit can know all that. Only the Trinity, the triune God, knows everything. But Satan cannot know everything that we are thinking. You say, well, then how, why is he so good? <laughs> well, why are him and his demons so good at just messing up humanity, right? Well, <clears throat> two things. Number one, if there, were, if there weren't a Satan right now, humanity would do just as bad of a job at screwing up the world, okay? And the reason why is because we have a fallen nature within our own selves, 
Uh, the Bible calls that the sin nature, or I call it the zombie within. And it is the thing that resists God, runs from God, rejects God. And it's just always doing bad stuff. Now, it can make itself look good by helping someone else out and doing a good deed for someone kind of thing. But really, it's for self. It's all for self-glory. Back to that I am God thing, right? So if there weren't a Satan, we would mess up the world anyway. But there is a Satan. And he's pure evil. He can't, he can't do good. He can only take us further away from God. So the things that he does basically involve lying to us. That's where it all begins. And in fact, in, in the very first uh, encounter that Satan has with humanity uh, in Genesis chapter 3, uh, I want you to hear this because this is, this is pretty amazing here. I say, okay, what's the very first thing that Satan does when he, uh, when he meets the very first humans, okay? It says in Genesis 3, 1, now the serpent, this, this is the, <clears throat> the animal that Satan had uh, embodied, had chosen to inhabit in order to, uh, to, speak, uh, to, uh, to speak to the, to the couple, Adam and Eve. It says, now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, by the way, there's nothing in Scripture that uh, indicates that Eve was amazed that the serpent spoke to her. Now, what? so what does that mean, Jeff? Well, I don't know what it means. It just means that she, there's nothing. I mean, she wasn't just shocked and just said, oh, my gosh, Adam, look, at, there's a snake that's speaking. This is amazing. We need to put him on, you know, America's Got Talent or something like that. No, there was nothing you know, amazing about that to her. And, you know, that could, that could indicate that other animals also possess the ability to communicate to humans. It was a perfect environment, a perfect world. It was paradise. It was, it was Eden. So we don't know that the fall did not affect that ability in animals, but, you know, that's pure speculation, okay? But listen to what he says to the woman. He says, indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden so the very first thing that satan does the very first words out of his mouth as recorded in scripture is that he misquotes god he floats a lie about god he questions the word of god you know a lot of times i'll i will get uh, messages people send me questions and whether it's through an email or a facebook message or whatever and they'll ask me a question about the Bible or about something that people in church are doing today. And my church is doing this. Is this biblical? Whatever. And my response is typically, well, what does the Bible say? Because how I feel about issue A or problem B or whatever is really irrelevant because I'm not the final authority. Okay. I'm not the plumb line. I'm not the measuring stick for what goes on in the world. It's just not me. You don't want me to be in charge, okay? The measuring stick is the Word of God. So why is that so important? Why is the Bible so important? Because the Bible tells us what God thinks. I mean, we're not walking around with, you know, God's not skywriting in the sky stuff, you know, with, with smoke. We don't look up in the sky and we see God saying, you know, okay, this is wrong or, hey, this is, this is how you should live your life. No, he, he put it in a Bible for us. It's there. So when we begin to question and when I say question, I don't, I don't mean like, you know, that we blindly accept things without knowing why God says them. 
I mean, if God says it, we should accept what he says, but there are always reasons behind what God, what, what God says. And when we begin to doubt the basic veracity and validity and reliability of what the Bible says, then we take on the very persona of Satan because that's exactly what he did in the beginning is that he began to, uh, to doubt the very word of God. And so he says, you know, did God really say that? I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> that's not, and isn't that what he's doing today? Uh, uh, Paul didn't mean that when he said that about this moral issue or, or Jesus didn't mean that, oh, come, you can't take that literally. Come on. Has God really said? Do you see the way that Satan is still floating that same old lie? And, you know, it, it's, just like an, it's just like an old prank, you know, that people pull. It's like, I can't believe that people are still falling for the same old ploy. You know, it's like when we would go over to England. Uh, people would tell us, they would say, hey, when you go to like Covet Garden to go to the um, to the flea market there, by the way, it's an incredible flea market. Uh, when you go to the flea market there, he says, uh, we were told, you know, be careful when people come up to you and say, are you from America? And you say, well, yeah, I'm from America. And they say, oh, that, I love Americans. Can I give you a hug? And you're like, oh, cool. The, the, the locals here in London, they love us. And so you give them a hug. He says, what you don't realize is while they're giving you a hug, their partner is picking your pocket or your backpack. And that hug is simply a ploy. And they said, you know, it's been working and working and working. People never catch on to it because they don't know what to expect ahead of time. Look, Satan is the same way. He's been using the same, the same old tired trick, but it just keeps working. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a game changer. For his strategy, you know, it's his go-to, it's his uh, mo, his modus operandi. I mean, it's it's how he works, and so he loves to doubt the word of God. Now, sometimes he'll just blatantly say that's not true in the Bible. I don't believe it. God didn't create the world. You know, Jesus didn't rise from the dead. He'll just flat out and say it. You know, Bible prophecy's not true. Revelation's never going to happen. He'll just float those lies. But but most of the time, most of the time, he's he's simply saying. Did God really say? And so that plants a seed of doubt in our minds. And whenever you have doubt, doubt is something that begins to, uh, it implants itself, this thought in our brain. It begins to fester and take root, sometimes consciously, sometimes unconsciously. But he'll tell us these half-truths. Sometimes he tells us, tells us whole lies, but most of the time he tells us just half-truths. And that's why we see people that um, are very uh, religious. They may be pastors. They may be uh, religious people, but they don't believe stuff that's in the Bible. So, so they're kind of like picking and choosing. Oh, I like this part of the Bible. This is good. I like that love one other thing and peace be still in the ocean and waves and that kind of but when it comes to other things in the Bible, I, I'm, that's just not my cup of tea, right? Well, you, you just can't, you know, you just can't accept that. I mean, you can't allow Satan to simply uh, float these things. So, so part of the devil's deceptions, he, he will say things like, well, God isn't really good. God's not really good. But, but then he'll turn around and say, but you are. <laughs> you're good. You're, you're fine just the way you are. 
He'll tell you that you deserve certain things in life. You deserve happiness. You deserve to be fulfilled. He'll tell you that truth is a personal thing and not some uh, you know universal standard. Like I know Oprah Winfrey believes this. She believes that it's your truth. What is your what? What's she saying? You're God. That's what she's saying. She believes she's her own God. And so when you say my truth, what the heck does that mean? I mean that just means that you're determining what is best for you. You don't get to make that decision. What makes you think, or or anyone think they know what's best for themselves? Ultimately, okay? Now, I'm not talking about just knowing yourself and oh, I can't eat that food because it gives me gas. Or I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that you pretend to know what is ultimately morally right for you. You cannot know that unless you know what God says. Now, if you know what the Bible says and you say, well, the Bible says this is right for me, so I know what's right for me, then you can say that. But you don't have your, there is no your truth. You, there is no, there's God's truth that you get on board with, but, but there's not your truth. And that's one of the lies of the devil. Uh, another lie that he floats out there is that this whole idea of morality uh, is, is all is changing over time. You know, for, for 6,000 years, um, there was male and female, basically. And, now people are saying, oh, no, it's not male and female. There's other genders, too. There's hundreds and hundreds of genders out there. <laughs> We're being tricked. It's just a trick. It's all it is. Satan's, let's just float this one out there. Let's just say that a man's not a man, a woman's not a woman. I, I know, hey, demons, I know this is crazy. I know, I know that, you know, you think that these people will never fall for that. They're not that stupid. I mean, everyone can obviously see through science and biology that there's men and there's women. But let's just let's just say, just for fun, that men don't have to be men and women don't have to be women. They can just think there's something else, and we'll see what happens. We'll float that one out there. Guess what? It's become a number one hit for Satan. It's like leading the charts right now in satanic strategy. You know, if you were the devil and you hated God with all of your being, then and you knew you can't hurt God, you can't get to him to hurt him, what would you do? You'd go after his kids. You'd go after his children. And you would try to absolutely screw them up in the most basic way possible. I cannot think of a more basic fundamental way to mess with your with your basic operating system that you were given as a human being than to cause you to question what you are. Okay? I mean, you can be confused about your path in life. Should I take this job? Should I stay at this job? Should I, should I get married? Should I? And those are all great questions. But if Satan can get you to, to, to look in the mirror and go, oh, well, I don't even know what I am. I, am I a man or am I a woman? Well, if he could do that to you, he's got you. Did God really make you a woman? Did God really make you a man? Oh, come on now. You don't feel that way. And if you don't feel that way, it's your feelings because you're God. It's your feelings that really matter. Not what God says. It's what you feel. So Satan is still floating the same old, did God really say this about man or woman? Did God really say this about his word that he's been doing at the very beginning? But let me tell you this. He doesn't and he cannot read your thoughts. Okay. 
Now, he's read humanity for 6,000 years. He knows humanity pretty well, and him, him and his demons have read you. They may be able to pretty accurately predict your next move, but they cannot read your thoughts. Only God can do that. So trust the one who knows your thoughts, and don't fall for the one who may simply tell you a lie about God. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Please subscribe and share with a friend. For more about Jeff's ministry, go to jeffkinley.com.